Welcome to She Can and She Will. My name is Marianne Brown, also known as the Country Mompreneur. I'm joined by my co-host, Deesa McAllister. We are moms, work-from-home experts, and queens at helping women take control of their lives. On this show, you will learn from us as well as other women who kick butt in their lives and want to help you do the same. So sit back and get ready for some fun. We are being joined today by Erin Woodruff, a communications coach, also a mom, a wife, a CEO, all the things, (laughs) all the things. Tell us, can you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, definitely. So like you said, my name is Erin and I am a coach. I work with high achieving women married to introverts. And as you can imagine, that's who I am as a person. And my introverted husband has really taught me a lot about myself and about being in a relationship where we have the opposites and balancing them. And so through my journey, I've learned a lot of ways how to communicate, how to plan time for our various needs and wants. And so now that's what I help my clients do is to create the life that they want while staying in a unified marriage and staying happy, but also pursuing the things that really set their souls on fire too. And I feel a little bit, I feel that because when I met my husband, I had all of these things I was doing and had all of these, and it's hard to, I mean, he's a successful person too. So it's hard to like come together and not feel like you're giving up part of yourself. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That is a big part of marriage. I think, um, I had asked my dad one time, like, what's the secret to like a healthy relationship? And he said, compromise. And that has been in my head ever since. Like you're supposed to kind of give up a little bit and, uh, and suffer. That's what I, that's what I took out of that conversation anyway. So, uh, can you tell us why is communication so important? Well, I love, Disa, that you just said compromise is the number one thing in marriage because I really encourage people to get to compromise. You have to communicate. There can't be, in my opinion, without really good, effective communication, compromise can still fall flat on its face and you can still feel really defeated and deflated Mm -hmm. and discouraged. And I think communication is so important within a marriage and that's my clients, that's typically who I'm working with, but I also work pe- work with people in workplace environments too, or with friendships, or maybe it's a family relationship that's not a romantic relationship. And I think if we can communicate well with the other people in our lives, especially our partners, we can be on the same page we can feel that mutual love and respect for each other and we can work towards a common goal, even if the way we're going about it isn't necessarily the same, or maybe we have differences of opinions. And I think that just allows for a really great relationship and really great life. And I do think you can find a lot of harmony, even when communication seems messy. So can you give us a few tidbits on how we can create and really increase our communication skills. Yeah. So first of all, number one is practice. It sounds a little cliche, but I do think with our technological society, we have lost some skills and the ability to communicate. Just the basics of looking people in the eye when they're talking to you rather than scrolling on your phone 
or asking people to repeat themselves if you don't understand what they're saying. And that one right there, just being able to either repeat back what they said to you, not in a condescending way, but just saying, let me see if I understood you. Did you mean, and then repeat what you interpreted? Because then that gives that space for them to either confirm, yes, we're on the same page, or actually, I don't know if you heard me right. Let me repeat myself. So there's a few, but they're just so basic that I do think we've lost. And so just looking at people, asking questions, and being able to admit when you don't know something or admit when you think you've misunderstood something, because that is going to allow the space of vulnerability to open up. I know vulnerability is kind of a buzzword, and it doesn't have to be as extreme or as dramatic or emotional as maybe some people think it needs to be. And when you mentioned the phone thing, I think that that is very important these days because when I'm talking to someone and they're scrolling on my phone, that is very irritating. You know that they're not listening to you. Oh, man. Yeah, that really messed me (laughs) up. But they can do it with each other. And like the um, my teenagers, my teenagers can talk to each other and be on their phone. But um, but and it doesn't bother them at all. It's like it's like that's a normal thing to do. But yeah, that's. Send me through the roof. (laughs) Right. And I do think when it comes to communication, it depends on what we're talking about, right? If we're trying to have a serious, in depth conversation, then we need to make sure we set aside our distractions versus there's plenty of times that we can respond when we're scrolling on our phones, but the communication is not as effective. So if you're trying to have a meaningful conversation with somebody, including your teenagers, because I'm assuming, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but even with your teenagers, if they're trying to make progress towards the conversation, then they've got to set their phones down to like give their full attention. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I'm saying it's time to clean your room and he's scrolling on his phone, I know he's not listening. Oh yeah. <laughs> even if the phone was down, I'm sure he wouldn't be listening, but still. <laughs> yeah. You're going to come back 30 minutes later. He's going to be in the exact same spot. Yeah. Um, so can you, can you kind of give an example of what, what does healthy communication sound like? Yeah. Healthy communication can sound so different to lots of different people. But as I mentioned before, I think healthy communication can sound like asking questions, repeating what someone said, but also being able to express yourself and what you want without the fear of them jumping back right back at you. Because no one wants to go into a conversation where they feel defensive or where the other person reacts defensively. And I always encourage people, my clients and just people on social media and people I um, respond to and talk to on a daily basis that you can have really healthy conversations and have open communication while discussing hard things. And being able to say, I feel this way about X, Y, and Z. And sometimes to get there initially, to have that healthy communication and that vulnerable space, I am a huge fan of the pre-conversation of like, I really want to talk about this thing and I don't want to fight about it, but I really want to have a conversation I want us to make some progress. It's something that I think both bothers us, but 
is it something that you'd be open to? And being able to just ask a question in advance so no one feels caught off guard. Because when we approach conversations and people feel caught off guard, that's when they're going to come back defensively. And so if we can, if we know what we want and we're approaching it from a place of love for, for us and them, it can allow to open up that space of honesty and trust and vulnerability. And it allows for that healthy communication to flow so much easier. Now, I know you you work with high-achieving women staying married, happily married to introverts. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like people are telling you that they feel like they're being the mom and sometimes in relationship? Because sometimes it seems like an introvert can almost be like, they feel like you're talking down to them a little bit and like they mm-hmm. go inside themselves. And so the woman might feel like I'm the mom in this relationship because of that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. That is one thing. And with that dynamic as well, with extroverts and introverts, this is not always, but typically just the number of words that are spoken are like this. And mm-hmm. I'm, it's like a dramatic difference, right? Extroverts say about a hundred times more than what introverts say. Ooh. And, and I could definitely just say that from my own experience because extroverts typically tend to process out loud, tend to think out loud. And introverts usually gather all the data and information and internalize it. And then most of the introverts that I know, they take it all in. And then when they speak, listen, because the things that they're actually saying, they've thought through, they have an opinion, and they're not going to say very many words. I feel like just hearing you speak, my stepdaughter is a daughterless stepdaughter. I always get confused. My stepdaughter and her boyfriend, this is them. Like she's <laughs> very, very much about, I want to get this done. I want to get this done. Why doesn't he do this? Why? And she gets very eh about him and he's very quiet and very, mm-hmm. and when he does talk, it's meaningful, but he doesn't really. And I tell her, you need to calm down and let him speak and not come at him. And that's what I think part of the problem is, too, is I think sometimes in the situation, you can tend to come at them and not let them Mm -hmm. have their words. I was just going to say, back to what I said about having the Mm pre-conversation, especially with introverts, I have found that the more notice I can give my husband on an event we're going to or a conversation that I want to have or a potential conflict I see or whatever, the more time he has to just process it. And I'm not expecting him to just repeat back an answer and give me the response right in the moment. And that has given us both time and space to think. And then when we come together to discuss things, it goes so much better. But it, it is becoming aware of your communication styles and your communication preferences and all of those things that allows you to have that healthy communication. So when you work with people, are you working with just women? Or are you working with couples? How how do you work? I typically just work with singles. Um, I definitely am open to working with couples, but I typically work with sing- single or just the one person. Of the yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. So going forward, how could people reach out to you and work with you? Is And is it one-on-one or is it in a group situation? Yeah. So I actually do private one-on-one coaching. I do have an online course too. That's always available. It's called how to stay happily married to an introvert where I touch on 
points like unconditional love for you and them, learning how to communicate, understanding the fundamental differences between extroversion and introversion, and then working with me one-on-one. It's a 12-week program, and it's just all of that, but way more in-depth, and we're focused and dialed in on your life, your specific situation, and how your goals and what you want to work towards. So, yeah. I like that. I like this a lot. I definitely am going to be referring her to you because <laughs> this, does sound, this does sound like you would be really, really helpful in these kind of situations. Yeah. Oh, well, I, thank you. Yeah. I've been through been through two marriages and it, it took my last one and I like, uh, I think it took, I mean, months and months of therapy to get to, um, mm-hmm. uh, when you need a timeout, just you say that to the other person, right? Like, that would that never even occurred to me that you could mm-hmm. just like stop a, an argument and come back to it later when you're calmed down. Uh, that just never even occurred to me. Okay, we got another question for you. Yeah. Um how do you stay organized? I stay organized with I love a paper paper planner and I love a digital <laughs> planner and I write everything down. I'm I guess quote unquote old fashioned. I still very much love my paper planner and I haul it with me everywhere I go. And I think for me, that allows me to just keep things written down. And once it's out of my mind and onto paper, I know that I'm going to get it done. So (laughs) that is one thing that I use to stay organized. And do you feel like if you forget it or any paper and you're out doing something, you will forget it. Somebody will say, Oh, mm-hmm. I'll, you want to come over on Friday and have some, have some drinks. You're like, sure. You forget if you don't have your planner and write it down. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I use my digital planner for so many things, but if I don't write it down, it does mm-hmm. not happen. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, Aaron, what are all the ways that people can reach out to you? So you can find me on Instagram is the easiest way at Aaron Woodruff coaching. And you can also jump over to my podcast and find me there too. It's called Time For You with Aaron Woodruff. Awesome. Well, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. Absolutely delightful. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more information, join us at thepmagency.com.